Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Welcome to Hello. the land of the living, Warwick. Hooray! You finally have real internet. Now, Hello, I, listeners. I, I want to I just see if this actually works, Coxie. I, I was waiting for you to go and you were waiting for me to go and then you probably weren't sure if it was my internet or if it was me being an idiot. No, I'm a little nervy actually on whether I'm going to have to carry this today because we'll get stuck <laughs> where you're paused with your silly look on your face again. Maybe we'll end but, up talking over the top of each other now because there won't be like a three-minute lag yes. on the internet. More than likely, but it's but nice that, to to see you face to face. You have real internet back. We're going to yes. give this a crack. So, listeners, in case you don't know, I don't know how, but maybe maybe this is the first episode you listen to of the tradies. <laughs> the only way you wouldn't know <laughs> of the tradies in business podcast. For the last uh, ten weeks or so, I've been um, podcasting with Coxie here and running our business, tradies in business, uh, via a mobile dongle, um, which has been interesting. Interesting is one word I would use to describe it. Now, I have to... Now, I'm not going to take back what I said about Telstra because they still suck. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I've been blaming Telstra for my crap internet when, in fact, uh, at least at this place, the last four times was Telstra's fault. But, in fact, I needed a new um, dish on the roof to pick up the NBN signal. It was... It was saying it was okay, but the the smart man with his testing equipment came out and climbed on my roof and said, nope, green light's on, but it definitely ain't working. Mm, That's fascinating. So it's been replaced, and I now have NBN, Nicole. And so far, so good. We've been chatting for a couple of minutes, and you haven't frozen yet. I'm excited. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Good way to play a practical joke. Anyway, we're not here to talk practical jokes or NBN today, Nicole. Let's get right into the fact that we're here to help you, listeners, figure out the mystical world of builders. It's the first in a three-part series of how you can better work with your builder because... Old builder's wife here is getting really frustrated with the mountains of subbies whinging online about how this grant that's been released or announced by the Australian government is only going to help builders. I'd Which ask you to stop cock. and think for just a minute. Who else is it going to impact? But it seems that uh, conversation isn't being had. So we're going to have it because that's what yeah. we do. Because um, last time I checked Coxie or last time I hung out on a building site, which was a little while ago now, um, not too many builders lay their own tiles or no. paint their own houses. No. I don't think there'd be a builder anywhere that would be that crazy. No, sheet the walls. <laughs> no, concrete the pad. No. Pull wires. No. No. Rough in the pipes. No. No. I've seen a few give it a crack, but it didn't end well. <laughs> the good builders don't generally do that No, stuff. they don't. So, um, so who do they get to do that stuff, Coxie? Oh, maybe subbies work. Do you think maybe some of the subbies might be able to do that work for them? You mean like tilers and electricians plumbers, and plumbers and glaziers and plasterers and painters? Yeah, and... maybe those guys. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah. So they're actually going to get some of the money that's getting splashed around. They are not. How get out they? of town. <laughs> I mean, it would never stimulate their business as well. It's only going to be good for the builder. Now, I know our listeners aren't that uh, one-eyed about these things. And, and we know you're listening to this podcast because you want to change. You want to make change. So um, jokes aside and, and you know taking the mick aside, it is a really opportune time for you to have a look as a subby, as a sub trade, um, how you can maybe bring on a few more builders, maybe uh, get more work out of the builders that you're already working with. Or if you haven't worked with a builder before at all, maybe Coxie can, um, you know, crack open the lid on how the heck do I get work with these people who are already likely working with subtrades. Mm. Uh, so we are going to put together a three-part series. When should we do that? Should we start now, Coxie? Let's start today. <laughs> so this is very well scripted and researched. <laughs> As uh, usual. I've actually, I've actually gone ahead and lined up a really good guest for us, Coxie, for this series. You have. I'm excited to hear. Well... I figured if we were going to, to talk about how to get work with builders that we should actually get an expert in the field. Maybe we should have a builder. Well, I, I went one better <laughs> and I have managed to um, tie down, not physically, but uh, tie down someone who has won a HIA award actually um, in the building industry and they're currently shaking their head at me on the video. <laughs> <laughs> for bringing that up again. Again. Um, so welcome to the show, Nicole Cox, The Builder's Wife. Thank you, Warwick. It's lovely to be here. Great to have you here, Coxie. Um, oh, this is cool. We ha I haven't interviewed you since like day one of uh, Tradies in Business with the the big flip-flop name change and the collaboration between you and I a couple of years ago. We did a Tradie Wives one, didn't we? Um, and that was back in the early oh, days yeah, as true. well. Yeah, mm. but, uh Coxie, you are um, a former winner of HIA Business Partner of the Year. You are the builder's wife um, with blog of the same name and uh, you have written something like 3,000 blog posts. Is that That's right? That's overstating it. No, 1,000. 1,000 blog posts. Okay. Mm. It feels like 3,000 when I read them. But uh, <laughs> um, how many years have you been in and around the building industry? Just quickly. Forever. This is what I've always done, right? Mm -hmm. From My dad was a plasterer, so I have the perspective of subbies and builders. I understand and grew up on, I won't say what dad used to say, but I'll just say bloody builders. We won't make this an Effort Friday episode. No. So no. I grew up around that mentality and then happened to marry a builder and learnt some very short, sharp lessons in very quick succession. And so you've run the building company, um, and I know you guys are also now involved in training uh, in the industry. Mm -hmm. You've also um, had some involvement with panels um, around regulation changes and some of that sort of stuff. Uh, and I know you're both very passionate about the industry um, from a builder's perspective, and and I think builders get a bit of a bum deal when it comes to the way people talk about them because if builders weren't building houses, then a lot of subtrades wouldn't have any work. And I agree. If that's ruffled a few feathers listening to this, then that's okay. Um, I think, you know, in light of what's going on in the world at the moment with a couple of fairly major events um, 
that have uh, unfolded in 2020, I think it would be awesome if humans actually figured out how to work together more. Wouldn't It'd that be, be incredible? Novel? So if if sub trades and builders, I'll just call them subbies, if subbies and builders actually figured out how to work together better, it's going to be better for everybody because we can all go get a bigger slice of the pie that is kicking around out there in the marketplace. Now, Coxie, there's um, some cash being splashed around by the federal government soon, hopefully, if it all gets passed through uh, Parliament. Um, and as you said, there's been a bit of moaning about the fact that it's only going to be builders. How on earth, if I'm a subby and I'm like, right, okay, so they're going to give this money to people who are renovating or building... How the bloody hell do I get a piece of that when that's really only going to benefit the builders in my mind at the moment? How do I actually start that process? It revolves around getting work, doesn't it? I mean, to get a piece of the pie, no matter what size, it revolves around getting some work. So if the builders are going to be benefiting, in inverted commas, from the benefit of the cash that's being splashed, you need to be establishing relationships with builders. What a novel idea. Well, I, I get what you're saying, Nicole, but as a plumber, I find that most builders, A, they don't want to talk to me, B, even if they do, they're too busy, C, they've already got a plumber anyway, and I don't know that I've really got anything to offer that their plumber doesn't already do. I mean, it's just pipes and, and taps and stuff. So how do I actually start that relationship off? I mean, do, do builders just like... Is there a Tinder for builders where I can just <laughs> go put up a profile and they pick me because I've got a great set of pipes? I love this idea. That could be, <laughs> there's our next invention that we can oh, look a butterfly. Tinder for builders. Look, every single subby will let down their builder at some point in time and that will lead to a point in which the builder is looking to fill a void. It happens all of the time, whether you can't get there on time, whether it be you've done a pretty crappy job and you don't have a defect um, policy, whether you come in too high on a quote, no matter what it is that at a point in time, subbies will let down the builder. Builders are always constantly looking for new tradies. Now they may have a plumber in place. Yes, I certainly understand that, but that doesn't mean that that plumber can always be where that plumber needs to be. Sometimes the builder might need to pull in somebody to do a particular job or because that plumber has a specific piece of machinery that somebody else doesn't have or because they come as a two-in-one they've got a digger as well as being a plumber they can do the whole job themselves rather than having to get the digger in to work with the plumber there's always something in your business and what you do and how you do it that's a little bit different from the competition like any other area that we talk about within our marketing so it's about finding what those differences are, which requires a little bit of research on your behalf and then talking to the builders about what your point of difference is in your business. And we all have them. Not every plumber is the same. They're all different. Every sparky, every plaster, every painter, tiler, cabinet maker, it doesn't matter where you go. You're all a little bit different in what you offer in your business. And that's what we want to know about. We want to know what you do differently because it might just be the thing that we're looking for as a match to what we do differently in our business. So something that I find, Coxie, and I'll step out of just interviewing you mode, although that was fun. <laughs> <coughs> I like being in the driver's seat. Hang on, Putting I'm always the in the driver's on. seat. Um, is I've found over the years that a lot of subbies are just a bit baffled as to 
how do I make contact? You know, it's like the pretty girl in the bar um, and you're there with your mates and you see her across the other side of the bar or the, the beer garden or whatever. And it's like, they're like, oh, go ask her out, dude. She's been looking at you. It's like, I don't know how to do that. How do I ask her out? It's like, go and walk up to her and ask her out. <laughs> hey, do you want to go out? Uh, sometimes <laughs> I feel like business owners in general and subbies complicate it and and make make this more difficult than it needs to be. Sometimes, you know what? You can actually send letters to people. You if can. you know of some builders, building companies, um, we have an, an internet that these days it's pretty hard to hide. Mm. I remember back when I was a, a building rep back in the 90s, <laughs> pre-internet, showing my age a bit now, it was freaking hard to track down who on earth was behind said build, building company so that I could talk to them and not just keep leaving voicemails on the office mm. number. Um, you know, you had to go through council records and building approvals and, you know, there were subscription reports you could get, like Cordell's and those sorts of things. Mm. Um, and it took a bit of sleuthing to actually find these people so that you could at least address a letter to them personally. Uh, nowadays, most people are on LinkedIn, they're on Facebook, they're on Instagram. Uh, sometimes it just takes sending them a letter in the mail, uh, drop them an Instagram message, uh, drop them a LinkedIn message, drop them a Facebook message to their page. Matter of fact, do all of them. Uh, just send them a message. Say, hey, you're a builder. I'm a plumber. We should make beautiful music together. I've got nice pipes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it really is as simple as that. And to be fair, you might have to contact the builder several different times in several different mediums for them to finally hear your message. But if you want that source of food to arrive at your doorstep every single time they have some food to share, you might have to do a little bit of work in the beginning. It's no different than going out and finding a residential client. You're mm. going to have to work to find those builders. So you absolutely need to know who to talk to within the company. Do you talk to the builder? Do you talk to the builder's wife? Do you talk to the office staff? Do you talk to the their subbies on, on site? Who do you actually talk to? So that will take some work. You will need to stalk their social media, read through their website, and then do some delving to find an actual phone number. But imagine it's it's really no different to you and your own business. Somebody who's looking for you to work for them. What if you sent a little video message on Messenger through to their business page? Hi, I'm Tom. I'm a plumber and I'd like to know how I can help you. Or I'd like to know when was the last time your plumber let you down? Is there something there I can help you with? There's a thousand ways you can approach this message that will make them stop and think, oh, I think I might like to meet him. There could be an interesting conversation. There might be a way we can work together. Again, if you're pointing out your points of difference, so if you're talking to pain points, I can tell you what the pain points are. Subbies that don't turn up on time. Subbies that moan because the job isn't ready when the builder thought it was going to be ready because they'd been let down by somebody else. Subbies that won't fill in their safety paperwork. Subbies that don't have a defects period or a defects process in which we can reliably call them back for. Subbies who don't look professional, they turn up and they're messy and they're scruffy and they're not presenting well on my site. They're pain points. They immediately make me stop and think, oh my God, I need to find somebody else. And do you notice I haven't even mentioned quality? Not once have I spoken about mm. the quality of their work. Mm. I want to know that that person is going to be reliable for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more than just, hi, I'm a plumber and I've got cheap rates. Yeah. Uh, because... 
if you know anything about builders and, and if you're listening to this and you've got mates who are builders or you've got a good builder you're working with, you would know that one of the biggest issues for builders is the number of things they have to coordinate, the number of people they have to coordinate, the the moving parts that they need to be across when it comes to a project, whether that's a commercial fit-out or a residential construction or a renovation or you know a multi-rise development, there are a lot of moving parts and it's really hard to keep a track of all of those. So you are another moving part in that enormous machine. If they feel like you understand that, then you know, from from speaking with the builders that we work with, Coxie, and you know, obviously know this firsthand, they are going to be fairly likely to listen to you because you understand their problem. Nicole mentioned this earlier. Um, Nicole is the same in person as Coxie, by the way, listeners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just like to bounce in and out of people's names. But um, you mentioned this earlier about uh, something that's just left my mind. So... <laughs> Obviously Can't good. blame the internet for that one, um, but but it's uh, it's just understanding the the problems a builder faces, and then speaking to that. Mm. Uh, it's marketing for customers, right? It's the same mm. thing if you're looking for your own residential electrical customers, right? As an electrical contractor, you want to be speaking through your marketing, through everything in your business, your brand, the whole lot, to the problems that your customers have. Now, builders have different problems to residential customers or um, property managers. And so the more you understand the problems a builder faces and the more you speak about and to those problems in your communication with a builder, the more likely they are, and it's no guarantee, but the more likely they are to go, hey, I feel like this guy or girl actually gets it. Mm. They get what's, what frustrates us as builders about subbies. And maybe it's worth having a chat to this bloke because i tell you what, that last project we did with XYZ painters, holy dooly, there were mm. so many dots on the walls. Mm. Uh, so speak to that and, you know, you're going to have a better chance of getting a foot in the door and starting to be able to talk to the second couple of points in this uh, three-part series, which we'll cover in, uh, in uh, the next couple of episodes. But that whole thing about wooing the builder or schmoozing the builder or I think, Coxie, it's just getting noticed. It is and it's establishing a relationship like any other relationship within your business. No matter where your customer comes from, a builder to you is a customer. However, if you don't continue to nurture the relationship with that you have with your builder that builder that's continuously handing you work every single time they have a job no ifs or buts here you go here's the job come out let me know when you're ready whatever it might be if you don't nurture that relationship and somebody else turns up in front of them and says hi when was the last time this happened or this happened maybe there's something i can help you with there they're more likely to think about going and spending some time with that person which leads them into the business and pushes you out I can't tell you how many times we've gotten to the end of a job and I sit back and I look at the builder and just shake my head to think not one of those subbies is called to say thanks for the work or thanks for paying the invoice on time or thanks so much for continuing to call me every single time you have a job you need quoted. And a simple 
a piece of appreciation and I can feel every builder that's listening to this nodding their head off their shoulders. Just a simple moment of appreciation is enough for you to stay ahead of the game with your builders that you're currently working with and the ones that you may go ahead and approach after this. Mm. I listened to a fantastic podcast on the weekend uh, and there was a question that gets asked, sort of like my famous question in the Mm -hmm. Tradies and Business podcast. So famous that no one knows about it. Uh, (laughs) But it was one of those one question things and um, the answer was, you know, their one thing they wish people knew about or or would go and do was to be kind. Mm. And I feel like this whole mystery of getting in front of a builder can really come back to just being kind and, and, you know, being authentic in your message. You don't need some fancy marketing message. You don't need to fly a banner past on a plane or parachute in with a pizza box to get a meeting with the builder. Sometimes all it takes is just a genuine contact. Say, hey, I get that you're busy. I know you've likely got an electrician already. Um we really appreciate how challenging it is to run a project. Um, we've done successful work with other builders and we'd love the opportunity just to say good day and get to know each other. Mm. Now, you might have to do that seven times before that very busy, very stressed, very distracted builder gets your seventh piece of communication um, because you sent them a, a video on Messenger after mm. you've sent them a letter and a text and an email um, and dropped off a pamphlet at the office for them. Um, like any other customer, that's seven to ten touch points. And we have first-hand accounts of this, Coxie, with subbies. And, mm. you know, we've we've got a cabinet maker that we've been working with for quite some time who has picked up a lot of builders just by sending a letter out. Yeah. Um, that talks about the problems that builders face. Yes. And how that cabinet maker can appreciate that and what they do to solve that for their other customers. Mm. Being it's builders. simple. It's so simple. And they get phone calls from builders going, hey, mate, thanks so much for the letter. Really busy, but could you drop by next week and I'll give you 10 minutes. Keen to see what you got to say. Because builders are looking for solutions just like you listeners if you're a subby. You're looking for ways to make your life easier. You're listening yes. to this podcast because you want to find ways to make your life easier. Builders are just like you. So, yeah, I, I think it's a bit, people make it a bit mystical, Coxie, but um, schmoozing a builder is a simply, is as simple sometimes as just walking up to them at the bar and asking them out for a drink. <laughs> hey, send them a letter and say, hey, Woz, uh, you're a builder. I'm a plasterer. I'd like to buy you a drink. Nothing kinky. Just want to learn a bit more about you. I'll meet you at the back bar at 6 p.m. on Friday. <laughs> Maybe not the back bar. Let's go. (laughs) But yeah, um, anything else, Coxie, on schmoozing, wooing, getting in touch with builders? I just think that it's, you're right, it's not a mystical beast. It doesn't need to be difficult. It's understanding that you need to be approaching your builder regularly like you would any other client base that you're trying to work with. All of those are always going to take time and I feel that it's been taken for granted for a long period of time that the builders will just come and find you and dish out the work. No, sometimes you need to actively go and find them and there is no better time than now. There is money to be made. There is plenty of money still out there. We're talking to hundreds of builders every week. 
and they are still flat chat. And I'm talking all of the eastern side of the country. They are still flat chat. So there is work out there. That means there's work for you as a subby. Now's the time to start to strengthen the relationships that you already have. It's not too late. And now is the time to develop some new ones because you need work moving forward. It's always, you know, if your main builder drops down by 50% because for whatever reason their advertising isn't working, you need the next couple of builders to help fill that void. So this needs to be a continual part of your marketing strategy. Love it. Summed it up well, Coxie, of course, being the builder's wife. Uh, <laughs> listeners, if, uh, if that's sparked a few ideas, write them down now and have a look at, when you press stop on this episode, how you can execute those in your business. Uh, if you're not sure how to actually do that, how to get started, how to change what you're doing currently, then jump into the Traders in Business group on Facebook or join the Trade Desk. It's free until the end of June, so 21 days to go uh, before that clicks into paid territory, uh, unless we extend it, Coxie, and feel all generous and stuff. But um, go join the Trade Desk. Tradies for Tradies is the code. Uh, it's all over the website and stuff. But to get in there, there's plenty of people that can help you with ideas on how to get started with this. And funnily enough, there's a whole bunch of builders in our community that um, are actually very generous with their time and want to see good subbies working with good builders. So um, go take advantage of that and uh, go ask a builder out. <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> Just tuck your shirt in first. Please. Don't wear thongs. <laughs> Do not wear thongs to site ever. And make sure you come back and listen to uh, parts two and three of this little three-part series. Please do. You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesinbusiness.com.au.